0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. ETW prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riots. We are back. After a couple of weeks off, we have returned with a vengeance. We have a lot to get into, so let's get things started off quickly. Intern Stan, if you could please provide us with a theme song. That was as fantastic as it was appropriate, because this week we are diving right back in to X-Men the Animated Series. That's right, folks. I have watched three new episodes of X-Men the Animated Series, and uh, we're going to talk about them. We are going to get right into them. But before that, uh, I want to share a few things with you. I am uh, always looking to improve Panel Riot. I want to make the show better, more enjoyable for you, the listener. For me, uh, you know, as the host, it's all well and good and fun and and if I can find ways to you know help the process be easier for me that's fine that's all well and good but that is secondary to your enjoyment of the show so if you could uh, do me a small favor this is this is old Papa Lunchbox talking to you here, asking you for a slight favor. Uh, if you could go to bit.ly.com, that's B-I-T-L-Y.com slash riot, and uh, there's a little survey there. There's a quick little 10-question survey, um, and uh, you'd be surprised at how much information you can glean from 10, 10 questions, and uh, I hope to glean quite a bit. If you could go, a few multiple choice questions, a uh, couple, of, couple of maybe little essay things, if you could just leave me like a sentence or two, uh, tell me a little bit about the show. I am, I am curious as to what you think of the show thus far. This is episode number 35, and uh, like I said, we're getting back into the swing of things. Uh, I did take a little time off, uh, drop down to one podcast every other week, but I'm hoping to uh, amp up production. Uh, back to a weekly podcast, and uh, and really get back into it. So if you could go to bit.ly.com slash panel riot, fill out the little survey about the show, and uh, I feel like that'll give me a better idea of um, what you want to hear from the show moving forward. A few of you have already taken this survey as it was posted earlier today, and I am eternally grateful for that and for you. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Well, we are going to talk about X-Men, the animated series, and uh, we're going to jump right in here with the fourth episode, which was a doozy. Uh, it was called Deadly Reunions, and it featured, you guessed it, Magneto, Magneto, and Sabretooth. So uh, the theme is, you know, Professor Xavier kind of reunites with Magneto, and Wolverine reunites with Sabretooth, and it's a, it's a fun little bit of business, and... Uh, Deadpool cameo. They sh- they <laughs> they start this show off properly with a Deadpool cameo. Does he say anything? No, he does not. Does he need to? Absolutely not. Doesn't matter. Deadpool shows up. Uh, Professor X is kind of probing through Sabretooth's mind, digging around, poking around at his memories, having a grand old time, and uh, faces of all these people kind of uh, crop up. And as you know, uh, I do like to point out anytime another character shows up who is not part of the uh, Reg's X Men, and uh, there is Deadpool. There is Deadpool uh, and Maverick, and Strife, who looks like an angry clock for some reason, if you don't believe me, look up an image of Strife from X-Men the Animated Series, he appears to have a clock mustache, just like that one guy from Beauty and the Beast, uh, there's a random blonde woman, um, and I, I, I don't want to be sexist when I say that, uh, there is no, nothing to identify this blonde woman, it's just the face, uh, she's blonde, She's glasses, um, The end, I guess. Uh, And Omega Red. Omega Red also shows up. So this this episode is starting things off uh, pretty properly. Uh, And it moves to this kind of weird imagery where Sabretooth's in a cage and people are mad at him and throwing stuff and they turn into monsters and Xavier kind of fuses with Sabretooth and and it it, it turns into this strange acid trip um, where they try to fight off the monsters as this weird Xavier Tooth guy. um, And it doesn't work out so well. So uh, Sabretooth runs off and he hides, oh, in a big brick square that's surrounded by spikes or whatever, uh, it's, it's strange, it is definitely very strange, I'm glad I was sober when I watched this, or not, really, or not, now that I think about it, we, uh, smash cut to everyone's kind of hanging out in Xavier's study, and everybody seems to be drinking something, uh, Storm's drinking a little coffee, and Wolverine is drinking a pull-tab beer, which has not been in production since the 70s, now, this is where it gets fun. Interestingly enough, one of the first companies to remove pull tabs from their product and uh, switch to the pop tabs that we know and love today, a little more uh, narrow-mouthed, though, was the Pittsburgh Brewing Company. That's right, and I am uh, here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is my home base, my secret home base. Uh, they introduced its, their flagship Iron City beer in self-opening cans uh, and, uh, we call, as we call it around here, Iron City, uh, not that we drink beer here on Panel Riot, we do not, we drink delicious Petri wine, because it is the only wine made by the Petri family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, that's right, um, I couldn't help but think while watching this, uh, this episode, um, that the fact that the X-Men never crossed over with a tick was a real lost opportunity. I mean, they were both on Fox Kids. They were on around the same time frame, so why not? Just just the idea of seeing tight-laced, um, stick-up-his-butt Cyclops deal with the tick uh, just kind of smashing through walls and being his general goofy self would be amazing. And then you'd have Arthur trying to apologize for the tick, and Wolverine just kind of shrugging and be like, oh, I don't care. Um lost opportunity, we could still see that you know the nineties are back in a big way, and uh they're well they're bringing back the tick live action cartoon. I would love to see him show up in uh x men age of apocalypse wouldn't that be amazing? too many blue guys though, too many blue guys because angel'll eventually turn blue and apocalypse is traditionally blue, and then you get the tick who's blue and beast who 's blue a lot of blue people uh in these in these shows when I think about it. Um, oh well, blue's a good color, I guess. So uh, what happens? Then, <laughs> what, what happens next is uh, Magneto decides he wants to draw out Xavier, wants to see his old buddy again, and so he attacks a uh, chemical plant—not um, a chemical weapons plant, just a plant that seems to make chemicals—and is populated generally by scientists. Because um, sure, why not? Let's uh, let's do that. That seems all explosive. And whatnot. Uh, And it, of course, works. Now, the X Men that respond to this crisis are Cyclops and Storm and Rogue. Just those three, right? Gambit, nowhere to be found. uh, And Gene just mysteriously not with them. Why isn't Jean going on these missions with them? She is just as talented and just as powerful as the rest of them. And later on, she goes on the missions with no explanation. Where is Jean? They should have brought Jean and they should have brought Gambit because I got to tell you, Cyclops gets owned immediately just by some gas In his extensive X-Men training. They never trained him to hold his breath. Um, Storm gets wiped out, and we get to experience her uh, claustrophobia for the first time, uh, which is a smart move and incredible. It's it's a theme with this character; it, it it you know comes back again and again in in the animated series. You know, most cartoons don't have that kind of character development or those kind of callbacks, but uh, this is different, my friends. This is different. So they all get beat up, and xavier shows up which i guess he waited he wanted to wait to see if his friends got uh got beat up um and uh he finally faces off with magneto now about magneto he's always been a a pretty good villain i feel uh and i i have to say i have always admired his ability to pull off purple not a lot of men can uh but he looks absolutely fantastic Which is strange, because his weird red and purple outfit is objectively ridiculous. On any other character, or with just even a slightly different color palette, it would look absurd. But uh, Magneto pulls it off in a really intimidating and great way. Now, what happens here is, uh, Xavier defeats Magneto by making him relive the Holocaust. I'm going to go ahead and say that again, just in case you missed it the first time. Xavier defeats Magneto, kind of scares him off, makes him run away, by making him relive the Holocaust, where his parents died. Not not great. Not great, Xavier. Also, um, he gets in his head just effortlessly, uses his powers uh, to mess with his mind. Now, I thought that, much like the Juggernaut's helmet, Magneto's helmet kept Xavier out of his head. Uh, maybe that was a development later. Maybe that's uh, something that they, did that they came up with after the cartoon series, or even just later in the series. But uh, in this, the fourth episode, <laughs> it does not work. Xavier gets all up in his head immediately. And frankly, if he could do that, why did he send in the other X-Men to get a whoopin'? Xavier, not the best team leader, it seems. Matter of fact, thus far the X-Men have been a complete failure in these first four episodes. They lost Beef. Beef. (laughs) That would have been a much better character for him. Why was there never an X-Men called Beef? Uh, I would follow that guy anywhere. Beast. They lost Beast and Morph. Uh, They let this chemical plant blow up while Magneto just beat them within an inch of their lives. Uh, They took in Sabretooth, who is clearly dangerous and deranged, and left him with the youngest and least experienced X-Man, Jubilee. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, get this, Sabretooth escapes. (gasps) Yes, it is true. Sabretooth tricks Jubilee uh, because his wrist is bleeding, or they imply it's bleeding. They don't actually show it because this is a kid's show, guys. Come on, get it together. He escapes and, uh, and attacks Jubilee, but I noticed something odd. Uh, Sabretooth has 12 abs. 12. They go all the way up. Wolverine has 4. Sabretooth has 12 abs all the way up to his pectorals. What is happening with Sabretooth? What, I, I, would, I would pay money to see a drawing of Sabretooth with his shirt off, Animated series Sabretooth with his shirt off and his 12 abs. What does that even look like? Come on. Either way, Wolverine and Sabretooth fight and it's vicious. At one point, Wolverine calls Sabretooth an egg-sucking piece of gutter trash. Now this is something that's always confused me. What exactly is wrong with sucking eggs? Eggs are delicious. They're magical. And of course you're going to eat them with gusto. You're going to suck them down never, uh, never rung true as an insult to me. Either way, these two have a fight. It does not go well. And, uh, Wolverine gets slashed on the abdomen. Nice deep cut. Uh, Sabretooth, Jubilee actually blasts Sabretooth through a wall of the mansion and he runs off. Now, (laughs) Jubilee seems to have the most uh, sliding scale power set of all the X-Men. Because earlier, when uh, Sabretooth had her grabbed her on the middle, she was just kind of shooting fireworks at the floor and nothing happened. But if she can blast him through a wall... I mean, come on. Just be the slightest bit creative and you could have gotten out of that situation. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. Um... Wolverine is uh, wounded and knocked out and Xavier apologizes to Wolverine but Wolverine is unconscious he is out like a light so Wolverine why would you apologize why just wait till he wakes up just just wait till he wakes up and then apologize to him it's not that hard you're supposed to be brilliant Xavier and you have done nothing to demonstrate that aspect of your personality Anyway, uh, it ends with some monologuing from Xavier, and then a little more monologuing with Magneto, and that's it. That is all there is for that episode. The X Men get beat up, Wolverine gets beat up, everyone apologizes and talks apologizes and talks a lot. The end. And with that, we are going to take a quick word with our sponsors. We will be back with more X Men: The Animated Series and more Panel Riot. Please stick around. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at AwesomeCast.net. Hi, everyone. Do you like video games? Do you like reading about video games? Do you like listening to podcasts about video games? Why don't you check out InsertCoinToBegin.com? New articles going up daily. And you can check out our podcast, Boss Battle, on SorgatronMedia.com. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. Podcasts, podcasts, podcasts. That's right, folks. You just heard three of the finest podcasts anywhere on the internet you can find them all at sorgatronmedia.com or at their perspective websites they're all great podcasts I have guest spotted on many of them and co-hosted one of them continue to the wrestling mayhem show incidentally you can check that out at wrestlingmayhemshow.com I'll be recording that right after I finish recording this what is this you ask oh yes we were talking about X-Men the animated series. We are moving right along to the next episode known as Captive Hearts. Captive Hearts cuz why not? Uh the gist of this is uh Jean and Cyclops go on a date and it is interrupted by the Morlocks who I was never a fan of the Morlocks. Uh now that I'm a little older and a little more mature, I can see the appeal of the characters. I get it now. I'm on board. But back then I was not a fan, and this uh, this particular episode I did not enjoy at all. But let's start these things at the beginning. The Danger Room. It starts in the Danger Room, uh, and uh, Storm is leading the way. She is uh, kind of the, the head of the X-Men team, and uh, long story short, it doesn't go well because her claustrophobia shows up again, which is great. That's fantastic. Character development continuing plot lines it makes me so happy that they were not insulting our our intelligence at this young age uh too much um and it it sounds like storm got a new voice actress this is something i want to look into but she's somehow more british than she was before if that's possible well no it is possible because she sounds british and she did not sound british in the previous episode so you know whatever uh, the walls start closing in, nobody can fix it, and Storm freaks out, so they stop the uh they stop the simulation. Um, and she says, I don't want to lead, my claustrophobia puts everyone at risk. And I, someone, maybe Gambit's like, Oh, you'll be fine, don't worry when the time comes. Wolverine, <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Wolverine uh is still recovering from being hand shivved by Sabretooth. Um, and he's, uh, you know, doing a little karate because this was back when karate was all there was and, uh, he's still hurt and he's having problems and he has a little crick in his ribs or whatever. And, uh, uh. Gene comes in and talks to him. He's like, oh, no, I hurt myself. Uh, that's what Wolverine sounds like, by the way. That is a flawless impersonation of the voice actor of Wolverine in X-Men, the animated series. Uh, but they appear to be either ignoring his healing factor or Wolverine is a bigger lech than I realized. Either way, he kind of collapsed and and collapse. <laughs> he kind of collapses. He kind of collapses. And Gene's like, oh, no, Wolverine, you hurt yourself. And uh, he's like, yeah, I did. And then um, she's like, I got to go. The Cyclops is waiting for you. And he looks up and he's like, I'm waiting for you, too. And it's kind (laughs) of uncomfortable. (laughs) What a crappy situation to put Gene in. Um, So uh, they go on their date. Gene and Cyclops go on their date. And it's kind of fine. Maybe they see a movie or something, and Cyclops is totally ignoring her, and he's like, being an X-Man is the most important thing in my life, and I just get so upset when I think about letting Professor Xavier down. Cyclops sucks, okay? All right, let's get that out of the way right now. Uh, And uh, who shows up? But it's Leech! Leech, little green Leech! member of the Morlocks, little dude who has uh, varying powers depending on who's riding him. Uh, In this, he seems to have powers to move stuff with his mind. Um, He floats some fruit to himself, and then they catch him because he's a gross mutant, and uh, he just kind of parts a big crowd with his powers and runs through them. And they chase him. Uh, They go into a subway station where the humans are attacked by Morlocks. Now, the Morlocks are absolutely beating the crap out of the humans, and a couple of humans get thrown on the tracks, right? The train is coming as Cyclops and Gene run down into the train station. Now, as I said earlier, Cyclops sucks because these people are on the tracks, and what does he do with the first person he runs to? Some random guy who fell over. Jean's just laying there, leaned up against the pillar, and Cyclops is like, I've got to help this guy. Meanwhile, it's up to Jean to go over and save the people on the tracks. Wouldn't that be your first stop, Cyclops? You were way ahead of her as you were running up. You should head straight for the tracks and save those people. But no, you had to be a turd. And you had to, uh... Just... just, It's fine. Those people on the tracks, they'll go. It's good. Whatever. It's ridiculous. Cyclops sucks. And he further, you know, gets... Absolutely, the crap kicked out of him. And then uh, him and Gene get kidnapped by the Morlocks. Great. Nice. And then we have the scene that has spawned a thousand memes Wolverine in costume, laying in bed, rubbing a photo of Gene and Cyclops. He apparently just keeps a small photo of Gene and Cyclops by his bed at all times. And sometimes he just rubs it. Why not? Why not? We return to the underground, and, uh, you know, they're dealing with the Morlocks, and they're introduced, and Kalisto's like, You're gonna work for me, Cyclops. I saw you as a leader, and you were a great leader. I don't know what she was watching, but it was not the episodes that we saw. And uh, I gotta say, half of the Morlock characters, they kind of pan over the assembled group. And aside from the two or three that have established powers, they all look like low-level He-Man characters. They would be more comfortable in Eternia, not in the, you know underground not in the underground in a manhattan at one point cyclops says uh sunlight fuels my power since exactly when cyclops have are you superman do you think that you're superman are you bluffing and you are not superman what is happening here because i don't know that that's strictly true i've heard his power compared to sunlight um you know, the the power of the blasts of, th- of you know, a thousand suns or whatever. Well, what, you know, whatever dumb stuff they feel like describing to Cyclops. But I, I have never heard him fueled by sunlight before. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, this is nitpicking, this next part. I'm going to freely admit that. But so Gene kind of is able to contact Xavier and Xavier kind of figures out where they are. To show the X-Men, they sit at a round table with a screen in the middle of it that shows a way-too-zoomed-in map of Manhattan with a blinking light that's saying that's kind of where they are. I think it's Manhattan. I don't know or care. There's only six seats around this table. So... And, and five of the six seats are taken. So I assume when the full roster is there, Wolverine or Cyclops or Jean or Beast or Morph or all of them, frankly, just stood. They just stood around. Why would you even have a table like that? Let's go to the GPS table. Well, I guess it was the 90s. Whatever. Uh, one of the Morlocks that makes an appearance is Jem from Jem and the Holograms. She makes a brief appearance as a very colorful person who is also flat. Uh, now, another one of the characters I mentioned with an established power is this older lady. Uh, she's got a babushka, and she's got glasses and stuff like that, and she's so creepy. She's terrifying. She always scared me as a kid, and I gotta tell you, I felt I felt a very old fear stir in my heart when I saw her in this episode. Because when they find her, um, when the X-Men come and find her, she is in this room with Jean, Right? And they say, Gene, oh, we found you. Come on, let's go. And Jean's like, No, no, no. Mommy, don't let them hurt me. And the old lady's like, Leave me alone with my daughter. It's so weird. What is she doing? <laughs> it's terrifying. And I mean, earlier in the episode she like puts everybody to sleep, and she's like clearly the most powerful of the Morlocks. And it's uh It's not great. It's not great. Very creepy, very scary. I'm gonna have nightmares about her tonight and every night that I eat tacos before bed uh the X-Men finally face off against the Morlocks there's a lengthy fight scene Callisto has the most elaborate purple marital aid for her leader staff I don't know who drew this but they clearly had something else in mind um For various reasons, Uh, oh, Gambit gets the plague at one point, uh, because there's a Morlock who gives people the plague. There's Cement-throwing Morlock, who uh, causes trouble for everyone. Then there's just Big Strong Guy, who's big and strong. Um, Gambit has to leave. Rogue takes him. Wolverine finally saves Cyclops. And Storm says, me and Kalisto, we are going to fight for leadership of the Morlocks. And everyone just accepts that. Everyone's suddenly on board. Storm challenges Callisto, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is totally normal, and it's a thing that happens all the time." They're they're just gonna fight for leadership leadership of the Morlocks, and it's just like last Thursday when Callisto defeated Eddie Izzard for leadership of the Morlocks or whatever. And what happens next? Well, they fight with lightsabers. Storm and Callisto fight with double-ended lightsabers, and that's my childhood in a nutshell. There it is, right there. You know the rest of the story. Storm wins. Callisto's defeated. Storm says, well, I don't want to actually do this. So Callisto, you still lead. Just everybody be nice now. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, we'll be nice. There was one part that kind of bothered me because she said, you know, you guys can come up and live with us on the surface in the X-Mansion. And the creepy old lady said, uh, we can't. We have to live in the sewers because we're disgusting. You're not disgusting. You're just old. I mean you're you're really creepy, but we can work on that. You know what I mean? Just a few of them just need a makeover, you know what I mean? Or like a trench coat. If the Ninja Turtles can pass, I mean you guys are gonna be fine. Either way. They turn her down. They like their little sewer homes. They've hung some posters and some pictures and you know They've got a nice cooking system worked out with the third rail of the uh subway or whatever. And then they go back to the X-Mansion, and, if you can believe this, Wolverine is gone. One cool little thing uh, that happens in this episode is Kalisto, um, the character design for Callisto is uh, a lot like Ziggy Stardust, looks just like Ziggy Stardust, and uh, earlier on in the episode when Cyclops is straight up ignoring her, because Cyclops sucks, Gene says ground control to Cyclops, which is an obvious reference to Space Odyssey. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely fantastic. I I can't help but um, enjoy that little bit. Now, that being said, uh, I only really enjoyed this episode because I was eating cheesecake while I was watching it. And frankly, I'm glad it's over. Folks, let's hear another word from another one of our sponsors. That's right. We are blessed to have more than one sponsor here on the show. I am grateful for them, and I am grateful for you. So, if you will give them just a moment of your, of your time and your attention, uh, and then we'll be right back with more X-Men The Animated Series and more Panel Riot. In or around the Pittsburgh area, check out Metamorphosis pittsburgh's only full-service organic salon spa and wellness studio haircut check mani check petty check massages highlights sauna and facials absolutely we even offer professional yoga classes daily visit us at spa pgh.com that's spapg today because when you feel good you look even better That's right, friends. Metamorphosis, the happiest place on earth. Check them out at your earliest convenience. Spapgh dot com. And as so often happens on this show, I'm going soon. I'm going though oh, tomorrow. Why? That's tomorrow. By the time you listen to this episode, I will probably be already on my way to metamorphosis. I'm going to get my hair cut because it is a fright, and if they can squeeze me in, I'm also going to get a pedicure because my toes look ridiculous absolutely ridiculous check them out spotpgh.com. they are fantastic and they were they deserve your love and adoration whether you are in the Pittsburgh area or not we are talking about X-Men the animated series yes we are yes we are as you can imagine uh, it <laughs> it has um, been a long one we had uh, we had the X-Men getting beat by Magneto which was pretty good and then we had the X-Men versus the Morlocks which was iffy And now, this was another kind of dull episode, real, real strange, this one. Um, It's called Cold Vengeance, and the general idea is that um, Genosha exists, and they want to go check it out. Wolverine is either in the Arctic or Canada, depends on who you ask now this was it could be I don't know I don't know it could be both I don't know much about Canada or the Arctic for that matter but I know that there are glaciers in this episode but this was this was 1993 you know what I mean original air date 1993 so this was pre-global warming so it's possible that there was in fact still ice in the world but that Remains to be seen. Uh, The important thing is, uh, guess who Wolverine finds? Uh, If you guessed a group of stereotypical Eskimos, you're correct, because that's what he finds. And Sabretooth. But let's go back a little bit, right? So Sabretooth and his 12 abs have tracked Wolverine to the Arctic, which Wolverine refers to his home. Um, As I mentioned, very strange. Could be weird. Like... He says it's home, which, means, which implies Canada, right? But Sabretooth, at one point, straight up says, I didn't expect to find you in the Arctic or something. Wh- whatever. Uh, I think the animation looks a little bit better in this episode. I mean, it would have to, based off of the first few, which were not great. But uh, it makes me hopeful for the next five or six seasons that I have to watch. Have to get to. Get to watch. Of X Men: The Animated Series, it's a privilege to watch these and report back to you, my beautiful listeners, my wonderful little Um So, uh, back in old ye old X Men town, there's tension as there often is. Cyclops and Gambit are arguing. Can you believe it? Wolverine leaves, and Cyclops finds someone else to argue with. <laughs> and it's the only other, it's the only other dude, I mean, Xavier is there, sure, but Gambit is the only other guy there, oh, I think I may have just stumbled upon something, okay, so Cyclops kind of drives away Wolverine, and he's real angry with Wolverine for leaving his friends, that's what he said, he wants to just go lay on a beach, what a turd, um, and now he's arguing with Gambit. And the only people left there's Rogue and Jean and Storm and Jubilee. What is Cyclops up to? Either way, he's mad at Gambit for spreading unfounded rumors and dissension in the team. And I'm not even going to try a Gambit accent because well, I mean I can't probably couldn't do it worse than Gambit did it. <laughs> nah. Um Basically, Gambit has mentioned Genosha and how Genosha is taking all mutants. Oh, it's so great. It's a paradise for mutants or whatever. And Cyclops is so angry. He's ready to kill him. And then Xavier rolls in. And he's like, what's going on here? Gambit tells him. And Xavier's like, yeah, I heard about this. It sounds like a pretty good idea. We should check it out. And Cyclops is like, It does sound like a pretty good idea. You know what we should do? Check it out. Cyclops sucks. So they send uh, Storm and Gambit and Jubilee to go and check out Genosha, thinking it's some kind of beach resort. And guess what? Well, we'll get to that. Because the bulk of the episode is Wolverine and his Inuit friends because uh he fights Sabretooth, Sabretooth throws him off of a cliff I think at one point and then into some water and onto an ice floe and Wolverine just kind of floats away and um that's it he just <laughs> they're like you're going like your healing factor won't keep you alive you're going to die but I'm going to hunt you down anyway just in case <laughs> and Wolverine's like whatever as long as you keep to- or quit talking um and it occurs to me at this point that uh, this is the first episode thus far that i have not seen previous and if i have i did not remember it i'm sure it won't be the last but it's just it's interesting that um this is the this is the first one that uh, that i didn't see as a child they didn't replay endlessly and it's exciting. I'm excited to find more and more of these episodes. Um, it's gonna be a slog whenever uh, Bishop shows up and it's Gambits the traitor or something because Fox loved that episode and they would show it every other week. It's insane. but I mean that's that's just a handful of episodes in you know these in five DVDs. And I know, for a fact, at one point, Captain America shows up in one of these DVDs. So that's nothing but exciting. Um, At one point, they do a big X screen wipe animation. It's very fancy. And it made me very excited. So excited that I typed in all caps in my notes. X screen wipe. So fancy you know, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for the quality of these episodes moving forward. Um, So Wolverine is rescued by some very stereotypical Inuit folk. um, And he becomes friends with them goes fishing with them and, you know, parties with them. And everybody's very happy and on board except for one guy baseball cap guy who wears a baseball cap. Now, Quick observation: Wolverine is out fishing with them, and baseball cap guy fails and does not do well at fishing. And Wolverine, of course, does well, and he's happy and he laughs, and his little hair tips wiggle. It's adorable, happy little Wolverine with his wiggly little hair tips. Um, it goes on, and baseball cap guy tries to impress everyone. He's better than Wolverine. He fails and falls over a lot, and everybody laughs at him, and he's a jerk. And and baseball cap Eskimo is being a real dick, I gotta say. He must be a Mets fan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about baseball. And I don't care. Please do not write in to uh, correct me. Uh, it's also worth mentioning that baseball cap guy also looks like a prehistoric UPS man. He is dressed all in brown, even his baseball cap, except some of his outfit is also fur, I bet you could guess what happens next. Sabretooth shows up. Oh, man. And they fight. What a twist. Sabretooth attacks the village. He ties some people to an ice bridge with bombs. And guess what doesn't go well for Sabretooth? Although it's looking good for him at one point because Sabretooth throws snow in Wolverine's eyes. And Wolverine... Reacts like he threw acid snow in his eyes, and I don't know if acid snow is a thing, but if it is, it was there, and Sabretooth used it. He just absolutely freaked out, but as with what usually happens, uh Wolverine prevails, beats the crap out of Sabretooth, and throws him into a huge ravine, and then throws bombs down on top of him, and I'm sure he's totally dead and is absolutely not going to come back. It'll be fine. It's going to be great. Back in Genosha, it's a trap. What are they going to do? Well, folks, you're just going to have to tune in next week and find out. That's right. I'm leaving you on a cliffhanger. <laughs> Sorry. We might not even get back to this next week. I might read some comics and want to talk about them. That seems likely, actually. I'm reading an excellent comic called Lazarus, and uh, there's a chance I will be caught up on that by then. On top of that, I've been reading the Marvel Secret Wars stuff, and i got to tell you, it's great. It's awesome. I did not have super high hopes for this, uh, these new comics, but these are these have been great. Uh, absolutely very enjoyable, the Secret War stuff, so go and check those out and get the uh, get the opportunity. Um, but, you know, a quick little bit of business before we wrap things up here. Uh, would you like more Panel Riot? Good news, more is available. You can find us at our secret skull-shaped base of operations at panelriot.com. From there, you can do all manner of things, including donating to the cause. That's right, you can become a Genuine friend of the show. Become a Patreon supporter of Panel Riot. You'll have my undying gratitude as well as a few other nifty bits and bobs. Uh, we are still working out some of the kinks, but we have our first supporter. That's right. You may know him as Sorgatron, friend of the show. Mike Sorg has a, he's been on the show uh, a number of times. He is a good friend of the show and a good friend of mine, and we thank him so very much for supporting the show. Uh, and you can you can be a member of that rarefied team. Just go to panelriot.com and click the link that says Patreon and go from there. You can find us on Twitter at Panel Riot. I am at DJ Lunchbox and you can of course follow the sensational intern stan at intern. Stan. He's back and he's active and he's using emoji, my friends. What does it mean? Absolutely inscrutable, but I'm glad to have him. You hear that, Stan? You hear it? I'm glad. Glad you're part of the team. He's asleep. You can hear us all over the place, including Stitcher, Smart Radio, Spreaker, and of course iTunes. If none of those work for you, you can head on over to PanelRiot.com and click the link that says Most Recent Episode. From there, you'll be whisked away into a land of episode descriptions and browser players. I hope you enjoy it. If you do listen to us on iTunes, incidentally, if you could take a moment to rate the show, review it, that is how we get known. That is the best way that I know of. Or just tell a friend. Tell a friend that they like the show. And if they tell two friends, well, then it's a pyramid scheme. I want to know what you think of the show. Please. Please email us. Panelriot at com. Tell me what you're reading, what you like, what you don't like. Tell me why you think Cyclops sucks, and I will agree with you, probably. Thanks for listening, True Believers. Until next week, when hopefully I will have thought up a catchphrase. Let's go out to the lobby, let's go out to the lobby, let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine, Petri wine. Okay, round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.